Hollow Mountain Publishing presents My Castle, Book Two of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 32 Jared's Kiss Katie walked into the compound office, looking around the room. She saw Jackson standing against the wall, his eyes hooded. David stood on the opposite side, his arms folded in a defensive gesture. Candy was standing a few feet away from David, her eyes bloodshot. Candy gave David a tentative look before looking down at her feet. Jack Price was sitting at the desk, quietly viewing everyone's faces. Katie stepped aside and allowed Zach to enter the room. Jack immediately sat up in his chair. This is a private meeting, indicating Zach was not welcome. Katie gave Jack Price a determined look. Everyone that is supposed to be here is here. It's okay, Dad. Jackson said quickly, before his dad started arguing the point, Zach should probably hear this too. Jack narrowed his eyes, giving his son a hard look. He finally straightened in his chair. Jared asked me to call this meeting so we could discuss the most recent events. He cleared his throat. I'm not sure if everyone present knows all the circumstances. He looked at Zach. Katie folded her arms defensively. I filled him in on everything I know. Jack Price nodded. The three of us met with Tom Franklin in his office and confronted him on what we knew about the situation. It became clear to everyone present he had no idea what we were talking about. He looked at his hands, rubbing them together. I showed him the evidence I had, and he immediately pulled out all of his financial records dating back two years. There were no listing of a Chicago West in any of his paperwork, anywhere. Katie glanced around the room, trying to gauge everyone else's reaction. What does that mean? Jack cleared his throat. It means someone is trying to set him up to be the fall guy, or someone in the organization has set up Chicago West without Franklin's knowledge. So that's it. We stop looking? David spoke up. Not exactly, Jack said. Since it is a subsidiary of Franklin Industries, Tom Franklin has the power to walk through the doors and clean house. He sat back in his chair. Tom has made me a promise that is exactly what he intends to do about it. Katie didn't like this at all. How do we know that is what he will do? What happens if he walks through the doors and there is no evidence at all? Or there is evidence, but he chooses to bury it, so we don't know about it. Zach spoke up. Jack Price leaned forward in his chair, his elbows resting on the desk. I have known Tom Franklin for most of my life. Clearly affronted, his words were clipped. I know he will conduct a thorough investigation in a discreet manner. When will we know any answers? David asked. I'm not sure, Jack said. We should know pretty quickly. He stood up. I believe that is all the information I have for you at this time. Katie's hackles rose. It was obvious they were being dismissed. She watched Jack Price with narrowed eyes. 
as everyone filled out of the office. Jackson paused to wait for her before leaving without saying anything. Shaking her head, she turned to leave. I would like to have a word with you, Miss Johnson. Katie paused, then reached over and grabbed the door. She saw Jackson in the hallway take a step towards her before she firmly shut the door in his face. She felt him enter her mind immediately. Get out of my mind, she told him firmly with her thoughts. Katie, you heard me. This is a private conversation between me and your dad. She felt his hurt and confusion. She steeled herself against it. She closed her eyes in relief when he left her alone. Turning around, she faced Jackson's dad. I believe you and my son have formed an attachment, Jack said without any preamble. Is this what you're going to tell me I'm not for him? Because if you are, I suggest you keep it to yourself. I already heard it yesterday when you told him. Jack looked surprised. Bonded, remember? She gave him a twisted smile. I felt his emotions and decided to investigate. I was in his mind when you gave your little speech. Is he in your mind right now? She shrugged. He was. I told him this was a private conversation. Jack nodded. Jared has certain responsibilities. Cut the crap. It was clear. Jack Price was not used to being talked like that and clearly did not like it. His eyes narrowed on her. You watch yourself. I have a lot of influence, and I can make your life quite miserable. Again? Cut the crap! She walked over and placed her hands on the desk. I can understand that you're a take-charge kind of guy. It has probably worked well for you in the past. You need to understand something. The beans who put this whole thing together? Who created pure hearts in the first place? They can see a much larger picture than you or I can. They made three individuals the leaders. The white tiger, bear, and wolf. The white tiger is the top cat, with the bear and wolf standing on each side of him. She stood up, placing her hands on her hips. You, Jared, and Candy play a supportive role. She pointed her finger at him. Do you understand? You are not in charge. You do not get to treat the people who are placed in a leadership role as if they are mere nuisances. You can discard their questions at will. She started pacing the room. You, Jared, and Candy's behavior last night and how you acted this morning are inexcusable. She turned back to face him. The moment you found out that one of your own was implicated, you circled the wagons, froze everyone out, and jumped on the first excuse of redemption. Jack made to interrupt. That is what you did, Jack. You didn't go over there on a fact-finding mission. You went over there to give your friend a chance to explain himself. And then you immediately turned the investigation over to him. She started pacing the room again. When we try and question your actions or motives, you get all offended and blustery. I have known Tom Franklin most of my life. I know he will conduct a thorough investigation in a discreet manner. She looked at Jack. That is the biggest bunch of crap I have ever heard. 
I can guarantee he's going to come back to you and tell you there was nothing to find. It was a dummy corporation, and there was no records anywhere to verify anything. She pointed in his direction. You are too close to this. You are allowing your emotions to dictate your investigation. Do you know what's going to happen? More pure hearts are going to die. She shrugged her shoulders. I don't know if Tom Franklin is at the top of this thing, but if he's not, someone close to him is. They have a lot of money and influence. When we have a chance to find answers, we can't have you jumping in, mucking up the water to save a friend. She leaned on the desk. You are not in charge. You want to be a part of this thing and be in on the decision making. You need to treat the ones who are with the respect they deserve. She straightened up and headed for the door. I can see why my son likes you. She opened the door and faced Jack Price. Stay out of my personal life. Walking out, she shut the door behind her. I'm sorry. Katie turned around, knowing he would be close by. What are you sorry for, Jackson? He shrugged for being a jerk. She sighed. Jackson, I don't want to be mad at you. You got to understand how your actions hurt me. I thought we were close. I thought we could tell each other anything. We can tell each other anything. She shook her head. No, you are keeping me at arm's length. He stepped close to her. She automatically backed up against the wall. Without pausing, he closed the distance between them. Leaning in, he pressed his forehead against hers, his hands resting on the wall behind her. This isn't arm's length, Katie. I, excuse me, but I need to get by. Katie jerked out of Jackson's arms, twisting around, facing David. He looked so angry, she thought she would melt as his angry gaze met hers. She folded her arms in a defensive gesture. Be my guest. Don't you think you should go somewhere less public? Don't worry, we will. She watched David walk away. Her chest heaving, she turned to face Jackson. He's always there, Jackson said in a controlled voice. Always there between us, isn't he, Katie? Hysterical laughter bubbled out of her chest. The irony was amazing. Those were his exact words last night. What happened last night? No, Jackson. You don't get to hear everything about me and hold back something of yourself. He looked confused. What am I holding back? I don't know how you feel. Do you like me? Are you attracted to me? Am I worth fighting your family for? Jackson had a stunned look on his face. In two steps, he grabbed her and kissed her. The moment his lips touched her, she burst into flames. Her arms automatically wrapped around his neck. She couldn't get enough of him. She wanted to be closer. He backed her up till she was against the wall. She wanted to touch his skin, to feel his hands on her. His lips left hers, making a slow trail down to her neck. What's my name? What? She said in confusion, reveling in his touch. He bit her neck slightly as his hands moved to her soft belly. What's my name? Jackson, she said softly. His hands rose, caressing her skin. What's my name? Jared, 
she said louder, not understanding what he was wanting. He let her go and stepped away from her. That's right, Katie. My name is Jared, not David. Until you get David out of your mind, I have to keep part of myself away from you. Turning around, he left, slamming the door behind him. Stunned, Katie watched him leave. Leaning against the wall, she slowly slid down until her butt hit the floor. Folding her knees, she wrapped her arms around her legs. What was that? She felt so far out of her depth. She felt like she was swimming in a fog. She closed her eyes, reliving every moment in Jared's arms. Hearing footsteps, she opened her eyes to see Jack Price come out of the office and start walking towards her. You normally sit on the floor all by yourself? Jack asked in an offhanded manner. Only when I feel like it. She watched him leave, closing her eyes completely mortified. If Jack would have been one minute earlier, he would have seen her wrapped in his son's arms, making a complete fool of herself. Her body felt jittery, like she had taken too much cold medicine. She put her hand over her eyes in confusion. She felt like her body had betrayed her. She hadn't thought about what she was doing. Her body just reacted on its own. Part of her loved the feeling Jared had produced. Another part was completely terrified. She shook her head. Candy, I need you, she said with her thoughts. What's wrong, Katie? Jared just kissed me. I'll be right there. The only way I can explain this is to compare between the guys I've kissed. Katie was pacing in her bedroom. Candy was sitting on her bed, watching her pace with an amused look on her face. You don't mind, do you? Candy gave her a surprised look. About what? What do you mean about what? Do you mind me comparing kisses because David was one of the guys I kissed? Ah, Candy smiled. I'm too curious to mind about anything at the moment. Katie ran her fingers through her hair in agitation. That's good. Okay, David's kiss is soft and warm. You feel a tingling sensation from the top of your head all the way to your toes. You would like it to go on forever. Candy's face turned a deep shade of red. That's descriptive. Am I wrong? Candy shook her head. That pretty much describes it. Okay, Katie started pacing the room. When Tyler kissed me, Tyler kissed you? Candy interrupted. When did that happen? Right after we bonded. You're bonded with Tyler? Candy covered her mouth with her hand in shock. When did that happen? This is going to take a lot longer than I thought. I'm sorry. You can give me the details later. Just tell me about the kiss. Tyler's kiss. Katie paused, trying to remember how it felt exactly. He kisses like an expert. Candy giggled. That's the only way I can describe it. He knew how to hold me, and it kind of had a possessiveness to it. At the same time, it was gentle enough for you to like it. He automatically responded to what you liked. You know, like he's done it a lot and know exactly what to do. Candy grabbed a pillow and shoved it in her mouth, trying to stop the giggles. She wrapped her arms around the rest, her face getting redder. Katie couldn't help giggling back. 
It didn't last very long because Jackson walked in on us. Jared walked in on you kissing Tyler? Candy pulled the pillow away from her mouth, her expression shocked. What happened? Jared went a little ballistic. Candy immediately went back to her pillow, a fit of giggles erupting from her body. Katie waited patiently for Candy to calm down, a large smile on her face. Jackson shipped Tyler out pretty quick after that. Instead of calming down, Candy's giggles became uncontrollable. She rolled over and fell on the floor. Startled, she looked up and gave Katie a shocked expression. Both of them erupted in a fit of laughter. Katie, what are you doing? Her mother yelled. Katie covered her mouth, trying to stem the flow of laughter. Nothing, Mom. Try not to come through the floor. Okay, Mom. Katie looked back at Candy. You wouldn't believe what I saw the other night. Candy leaned over. My mom and Reginald all curled up on the couch together. You're kidding. Candy covered her mouth in shock. I have never seen Reginald with anyone, and I was with him more than anyone else my entire life. I have never seen my mom with anyone either. What happens if they get married? Candy whispered. We're going to be related, Katie said with a grin. What will that make us? Candy laughed. Cousins! The two girls grinned at each other. Candy gave Katie a strange look. I'm sorry, Katie. Katie blinked, not understanding what Candy was apologizing for. It didn't occur to me until David pointed it out. How we excluded the two of you, Candy tried to clarify. Katie instantly sobered up. When Jackson told me this was a family matter between the Franklins and the Prices, I didn't know what to think. The more I thought about it, the more I realized how David and I have opened up our homes. Our hearts accepted you unconditionally, but both of you held back. That's not how we feel, Candy said, her anguish evident. Reginald told me once, the very rich will step out of their circles for a little while, but they always return, freezing out and hurting the ones they leave behind. Katie looked at her friend. In the end, Jackson would eventually return, and he would do what his parents asked. With you by his side, Candy shook her head. I have never known true friendship until I met you, Katie. Jackson and I have never known what it's like to be loved and accepted for ourselves until we found you. She came closer. We are afraid to introduce you to our world because you will be subjected to condemnation and belittlement that automatically comes with it. Candy shook her head. You wouldn't like it, Katie. You will fight against it. I know in the end. You and David would wipe your feet with all of us, saying to yourselves, good riddance. Katie thought about what Candy said. It wasn't a family matter, Candy. It was a pure heart one. The leaders of the pure hearts needed to be involved. You can't shut us out. Candy frowned. Leaders? As in plural? Your education on what is going on is sadly lacking. She got up and pushed the lever to the secret passage. Candy gasped. That is so cool. Katie grinned. Wait until you see what's at the end. She glanced down the dark hallway, hurriedly telling Candy she would be right back. She went to find a flashlight. Reginald asked what she was doing when she went tearing through the house, explaining to him why she needed a flashlight 
He opened the passageway in the library and flipped a light switch. Small running lights appeared on the steps, illuminating the stairwell. Katie grinned and ran up the secret passageway stairs to her bedroom. Leave it to Reginald to figure out a way we don't need flashlights, she said breathlessly to Candy. She ran back down the stairs while Candy followed cautiously behind her. Katie waited impatiently for Candy to reach the bottom. She saw another light switch and automatically flipped it. Opening the door, Candy gasped. It's a cave. That's not all, Katie said hurriedly. Follow me. She showed the Indian paintings. Overhead spotlights illuminated the entire wall. Candy stepped closer, her eyes drawn to the white tiger with the wolf and bear flanking him. Before Candy could ask, Katie projected her dream of the young maiden. We have to make sure you and David don't separate from each other, Candy said with firm resolve. He's already separating from me, Katie said softly. What happened last night, Katie? Candy asked. Jackson told me your emotions were really intense, but we were so involved in what we were doing, he didn't dare leave and see how you were. Katie sighed not wanting to relive the fight she had had with David. She glanced at her friend, her eyes filling up with tears. She immediately felt Jackson's presence in her mind. Basically, David called me a slut. Candy covered her mouth with her hand. He accused me of sleeping with Tyler and then running into Jackson's bed. Katie shook her head. I'm not sure I blame him. All the evidence points at me sleeping with every guy that looks at me. She put up her two fingers in the quote sign. Did you try and explain what really happened? Candy's concern was evident. Katie shook her head. No, why not? Because I... Why should he care who I had sex with? He dumped me for you. Exactly. Katie wiped a tear in her eye. He told me Jackson was always there between the two of us. Every time he tried to get close to me, Jackson was always present, in body or mind. Candy folded her arms in a protective gesture. Katie was too involved in her story to notice Candy's demeanor. I told him, what did he expect me to do? Wait patiently by the phone, hoping he would call? He said, Katie stopped, trying to control the tears so she could speak. He said not to worry about him calling me. Because he's not going to take sloppy seconds from anyone, especially from someone who killed his sister. Rage shot through Katie's system, shocking her into silence. Recognizing the emotions as Jackson's, she glanced at her friend. Tears were in her eyes. Reaching out, she grabbed Candy and held her close. I'm sorry, Candy. I didn't mean to tell you everything. I just needed to talk to someone. It's not your fault, Candy said her voice breaking. I knew he still cared for you. I just didn't know how much. He doesn't care for me, or he wouldn't have said those things to me. Katie stepped back and wiped her eyes. David always thinks about what he's going to say before he says it. Sam was a lot like that. Honesty is an important part of their lives. Sometimes their honesty hurts, but you always know exactly how they see it. What he said, he truly feels or he wouldn't have said it. Do you think it would be all right if I stayed here for a while? Don't leave him, Candy. He needs you more than ever. Katie desperately tried to convince her. Candy shook her head. 
What he needs is to decide who he truly loves and wants to be with. Having me in his home will only cloud his judgment. She looked at the wall and pointed to the spot where the wolf leaves the tiger. You have always been loyal to David. What could possibly happen that would make you want to separate from him? I don't know, Candy. Everything he has done so far, I'm still willing to stand by his side and fight this thing as a united force, regardless of his treatment of me. Candy shook her head, her finger on the wall. You leaving him is really close to his decision to separate from you. I know, Candy, and that is what is scaring me. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. If you are enjoying this series and would like to help support it, I have created a pod fan and Patreon account where you can donate. The best thing you can do is tell your friends and family about this series and let them participate. Until next week, when our imaginations meet again, have a great day.